Today we are onboarding a new member in the company, Blake Schweitzer. Getting your first 100 subs is not easy. Getting one in 2,000 is even harder. Blake has built multiple channels to over 1,000 subs. He has made videos from Airx style challenges, to Discord memes, to video essays. He gives great advice about working with other creators and how he was able to learn to edit and begin freelance editing for money. This conversation was a blast, and I was constantly intrigued by his knowledge and experience, being that he is still a senior at the University of Wisconsin. Here he is, Blake Schweitzer. So we got here Blake Schweitzer. He is, goes to UW. You're a senior here at University of Wisconsin, uh, studying personal finance, but I love filmmaking, so that's kind of what I do all day, every day. Hmm, there yeah. you go. Do a little you, bit of school, too, though. Do you take any films classes? At I do, yeah. So I'm in the digital cinema production certificate here, okay. and um, it's like the closest thing they have to a film school here. Okay. Um, it's like, I don't know, it's a fine program. Like, I've kind of like, de- or like, develop my skills a little bit through the program. I wouldn't say I like learned a ton. I learned most of what I know through like YouTube and just like other creators and other filmmakers, but it is like still fun to take some classes that have something to do with filmmaking and not yeah. all like finance related. Dude, I I've I think a lot about how much you can learn on YouTube. Yeah. Since in for instance, okay, in high school I had a business where I fixed people's phones. Uh-huh. And the only reason I knew how to do any of it is I just looked it up on YouTube because my phone was broken. That's really cool. But there's you can learn in, infinite things on YouTube. And I yeah. think but I think a lot about how like it's own like there's so much school that I could have just learned on YouTube. Oh absolutely. Was there. Obviously you have to have the structure and stuff that school gives you. Yep. And the you don't get a degree from learning on YouTube. So it's that's like has value in itself. Yeah. As long as the intangibles of living at school. But I think a lot about like all the things you can learn on YouTube. Is that how you learn sure. to edit? And yeah, that is how I learned to edit. Um, like fixing people's phones, that's like something like pretty high level that I wouldn't expect you to just be able to learn on YouTube. That's pretty <laughs> cool. Um, but yeah, for editing, like a lot of people ask like, like how do you learn editing? Did you like somebody teach you? And pretty much it's like all YouTube. Um, like I was learning really like my senior year of high school, like freshman year of college, and I'm still learning not now, obviously. Um, I don't like find myself going to YouTube to like look up tutorials on editing as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, I still do for like some things, but I'd say like yeah, like fresh like or yeah, freshman year of college, I was just like always on YouTube, just like looking up like editing tutorials, like watching other creators, like seeing how they edit. I mean, I still do that today. Obviously, yeah. that's like a huge way of or a huge part of how I learn, just like watching other people's content, like seeing what they're doing. And then trying to like implement it myself and kind of like put my own twist on it, I guess. Mm. But yeah, that's all I've kind of like learned how to edit. And mm. I still have like a long ways to go. Like, um, I, th- I think I'm a good editor, but like you can't really master it. It's like one of those things that you can't really master. So, mm. yeah. You're very good. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Of like all the like smaller creators I've watched, you were like, I can tell that you you're watching other people and seeing yeah. how they edit. Yeah. Especially. Uh, just at every moment in your videos, I feel like there's an action. Uh-huh. I know if you listen to like Mr. Beast talk, he talks a lot about that, how there yeah. always has to be something engaging uh, the audience. For and sure. That. Yeah. So, I mean, it definitely depends on like the type of video that I'm trying to edit. Um, I'd say for like, like promotional videos for like companies, like that kind of thing, like not really social media related. Um, you definitely, you definitely want to keep it like pretty high energy YouTube. You definitely want to keep it high energy. Cause like the whole audience retention thing that Mr. Beast like never stops talking about, yeah. like <laughs> got to keep somebody like, view, uh, yeah, watching your content. But then yeah. like also 
one thing I've been trying to like think about too is like that's cool that you notice that like I do try to have something like popping up on the screen or like you know constantly moving. But one thing I have tried to focus on more re- recently is like pacing. Okay. So like not always having it at like a hundred miles an hour, okay. but then like dropping it down to fifty miles an hour here. Because like I heard this one thing where it's like if you're editing it at a hundred miles an hour the whole time. Then that's just like this. It's like editing at zero miles an hour because like there's no like fluctuation in the pace of it. Yeah, um, it's like when a you, song. Yeah, exactly. Like when you when there's fluctuation in like the pace of the editing, that's when like the really fast editing actually like plays a significant role because like it's different than what just became before it, where it was like much slower, like much more emotional, like cinematic, that kind of thing. So yeah. one thing I've been trying to like learn more recently is like. Really get it, getting good at pacing and like not trying to like have the edit be the same kind of style the the whole way through. I mm. guess even if it's a thirty second video, like maybe like starting off really fast, then going slow, and like starting out faster again. Like I don't know, it's like pacing is a huge part of editing and filmmaking. Yeah. So it's like a movie, like or a song or movie, yeah, whatever it is. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I had a teacher in high school who would talk about how the best stories. But he would also include it into music and stuff. Yeah, will we'll, you'll be somewhere different than where you started? Yeah, and not just in like a literary storyline, mm-hmm. but also in a at the start you're feeling very like tense and like you're saying very fast paced, and then by the end of it you're like slowed down and you're really thinking like internally more metaphysically, I guess. For sure. And no, so really I think cool. that's although it's on a smaller scale with YouTube because it's a quicker thing. Yeah. Um, maybe not to music, but to like a movie. You yeah. are making like a short film, but you just have to condense it all or yeah, somehow. Yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of YouTubers are really focusing on that like much more lately yeah. than they have in the past. Like, I don't know if you watch Ryan Trahan at all, but I Ryan, I love Ryan, Ryan Trahan, Trahan always talks about like the Harmon cycle okay, or the Harmon circle, I think it is, where like it's kind of like that idea of the character starts at, or you get introduced to a character. They go out on a journey. They like, come, like go through like some obstacles and roadblocks, and then they eventually like come back home as like a changed person, like knowing mm. what they had just learned, like that kind of thing. Of like, it's not just all about like making stuff go super quick and like keeping the viewer, but it's actually like, telling a story that you know like has like some kind of emotional appeal to it. So, oh, dude, yeah. that's sweet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I'm still working on that, but uh, yeah, some people are getting really good at it. Yeah, yeah. the Harmon Circle. I love Ryan Drahan. Yeah, I do too. He's like, because the way I see it, there's like three dudes that are kind of leading the charge for me right now. Not leading the charge for me, but Mm -hmm. leading the charge for YouTube. And it's Mr. Beast, Eric, and Ryan Trahan. They just, I feel like they're just growing at such a rapid pace. They just do things different than everyone else does. I agree with that. Um, And he is by far my favorite. And for the reasons we kind of DM'd a little bit about is like, for me, Mr. Beast and Eric, Mr. Beast is like, I feel like Mr. Beast is the quintessential uh, becoming of like big corporation into YouTube. Yep. You know, he's he's there's no art there. He's really. the entrepreneur of like YouTube. Yes, say, yeah. I almost feel like there's no there's no story to it most yep. of the time. It's just like like you said, it's just all fast paced. Like, whoa, this is awesome. You know? Yeah, yeah. And by the t- by the time I'm done with it, I just feel like, why did I just watch that? You know, <laughs> fifteen minutes of my life gone. Yeah. yeah, that is really how I feel about a lot of his videos. Yeah, Eric, I like a little more because mm-hmm. he has, uh, I don't know, just a little more personality yep. to it. You kind of learn about him a little more. Yep. But then Ryan's just the best. He's like the perfect for me. I, I agree with that. You just like he's so lovable, eh? yeah. But he also you just learn so much about him through yeah. his videos. You do. Yeah, I mean his Penny series, like going across America. I'm not yeah. sure if you saw that, but that was like. 
probably like the best content YouTube has ever seen, at least in my opinion. Like, Dang. other than Casey, you watch the K- whole thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, I watched every day. Like every day, he was uploading at 10 a.m. Eastern, like nine central. Oh, so you were watching on the dot. Like. Yeah. Like, I, like it was part of my morning routine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I, it was summer for me, so like I was doing a lot of like freelance editing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And but at 10 a.m. every day, I made sure to like stop what I was doing and turn on Ryan Trahan's Going Across America on Just a Penny series and. Yeah, I mean, I think that was some of the best content I've ever seen on YouTube. Like, especially the the final day where he's bringing the penny to Mr. Beast. Like, yeah, it was like super like cinematic. Him like riding his bike up to Mr. Beast. I, <laughs> I almost shed a tear. So cool. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was, it was pretty awesome content. He is just like so goofy. Like that yeah. scene is yeah. absurd. That scene was so funny. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. like funny to see how far he came too. Oh my gosh, could you move your thing just a little bit away? Yeah, sorry. That's perfect. Okay, cool. No, you're good. Um. No, but in talking about those three guys, I do want to bring up your one video where you sneak into the Floyd Mayweather and uh, uh, Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul, Logan Paul fight, yeah. and you meet Eric. Yes, yeah. Okay, I have a question about this. Yeah, because in the video, Eric he tells you he says, "Put me in the in the uh, in the what do you say clickbait? Yeah, in the clickbait. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like in the clickbait. Yeah. So I'm curious, what was the process of deciding not to do that? Um, so actually he didn't say put me in the clickbait. He said, uh, follow my clickbait exactly. Like meaning like do exactly what I, or copy my title and copy my thumbnail basically. And like your video will pop off. But for whatever reason, they took forever to post that video. And I wanted like the hype to still be like as, as high as possible when I was posting the video of sneaking in there. So like that night after the fight, I went back to my hotel and like edited all night and then on the plane the next day and like I I put out the video like less than 24 hours after the fight Are happened. Are you serious? Yeah. But oh um said so like Arak and uh, Mac like his editor they they posted it probably like 4 days later. So like mm. I, maybe I'll like change up the title and thumbnail. I looking back on that video I definitely should have had a different thumbnail for it. Um, I copied like this super viral video of like some guy sneak into a, like a, a fight like a couple years ago. Okay. And, um, I mean that video like did the best on my channel, but like it still had like, I think it's at like 5,000 views right now. And that's like not really, I mean, it's very impressive, but like, it's not much in the grand scheme of things. So, yeah. um, and looking back on it, I would have structured the video differently too. There's like a ton I would have done differently about that video. Um, like the video, it, it was still awesome, but I think the night was just like so much more fun than like what the video actually ended up being. I don't know. Oh. I, I, didn't, I didn't capture it as well as I, I should have, but uh, I don't know. You live and learn. So. I think the best like way you captured it though was in the last like minute or so. Yeah. Your voice when you're leaving yeah. is so yeah. different. You're so excited. Oh, for sure. Like yeah. you were almost yelling into the microphone. I was yelling, yeah. It was so, that, was, that by far made me the most hype of the entire part of it. Oh, that's but. awesome. Yeah, yeah, I um, yeah, I was just like, I was super pumped up. I was like, I can't believe I actually did this. Like, that was crazy. That was something I was like, thinking. what was it like to get through the gates? It was super nerve wracking. So like, <laughs> th- this also like wasn't really in the video, but um, basically, so I found out where the VIP entrance was. Yeah, and then I kind of just like sat down at a bench, like maybe like 50 yards away from the VIP entrance. Okay. And just like for an hour, I watched like people go in, like trying to like see what they were doing. Like they would whip out their phone, like show the security guards some kind of ID or some kind of badge and they would get let through. Okay. So I was like, I, I can't really replicate that. Like, what do I do? Um, and eventually I saw another guy who was like also trying to sneak in. Mm-hmm. And uh, he told me he had found some wristband. So he was like, 
here, I'll give you my wristband. Um, if like you help me sneak in after you get in, okay. like all right, sure. So like I took his wristband. I have my fake press pass that I made the night before, and yeah, I just go up to the security guard. I'm like, uh, without even saying anything, he was like, "Is that a press pass?" I'm like, yeah. I, like showed it to him. He looks at it for maybe like three or four seconds. He's like, "All right, you're good." And then like, I was like, "Sweet." <laughs> Put my camera in like the little basket. Like walk to the the security gate or whatever. And uh, then there's a guy checking tickets right as he came in, but he was like too busy, distracted, like talking to some other people who had just walked in. Mm. So I, I kind of just like walk around them. Um, I had a suit on, which helped me a lot. Mm. I think if I had a suit, if I didn't have a suit on, it would be a harder process trying to get in. I wouldn't look really? as legit. Okay. Um, so I think the suit actually did play a big role in getting me in there. Mm. Um, but yeah, I walked around them and then I walked into like the first room. The first room was like, some super nice like bar restaurant thing. It's like kept on walking, like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. <laughs> then eventually walk out into the stadium. And the first person I see when I walk out into the stadium is Eric. It's just like <laughs> it was like it was like couldn't have worked out any better. You but, had to know he was going yeah, in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then yeah, I see him there. And then I wait a second before I'd start talking to him. I was like, all right, well, like, what do I say to him? And I go up to him, like yeah, it was like a big deal. Um and then yeah, I go up to him and uh like, Eric, like, I know you don't know me. My name is Blake. I, I just snuck in here, too. I'm making a video. <laughs> like, um, and I didn't, I didn't get a good video of that either. I was, like, too nervous to really, like, film him. I could um, tell you were nervous. Yeah, I was, like, holding the camera down here. Yeah. And I was, like, super nervous talking to him. But it was still really cool. Yeah. Um, he was, like, uh, or, yeah, he asked me, like, how many subscribers I'm going to be at in a year or something like that. I was, like, oh, I don't know about a year. But, like, at the end of the summer, I'm trying to hit 100,000. That didn't happen. <laughs> um. But he's like, all right, 100,000 by the end of the summer. Like, he got me on a GoPro video. I was hoping it would make his cut for his video, but it didn't. Yeah. Um, but it was still super cool to meet him. I didn't talk to him for too long, but I talked to Mac for quite a while. Okay. He's the editor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, it was cool talking to him. So. Dang. And yeah. you saw Vidias, too. Vidias, yeah. <laughs> Vidias was there as well. Yeah. Got, a, got a picture with him. Yeah. He's getting big now. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I don't really like his content. Or I, his content's no, cool. I'm but not it's, a it's huge not, fan either. It's not I my go-to. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's yeah. It was a crazy night. It's definitely niche for his his fan group, but definitely, he is yeah. awesome in Eric's videos. Like, he is. Awesome. I love him. So yeah. Yeah, no I don't think he's been in many recently though, has he? I don't know. Um, or maybe yes. Yeah. What is his Eric's most recent was the like outdoor one or whatever. I think it was Ryan Trahan. Like the oh wait maybe I haven't seen Eric. Eric's did one too. Oh I think really? Ryan Trahan. Oh, actually, he did do the survival. Ryan video. like yeah. has like a video of it in his like he's making fun of himself, but okay, it's yeah. great. Um. Wow. Okay. That's a crazy story. Yeah. So it's kind of long, but that was basically no, the process of getting in there. No, that's a crazy story that yeah. you like snuck into that fight. Yeah. I still tell people that was probably like the coolest day of my life, I think. So. Wild. Yeah. Okay. I have a question in regard to this. We'll get off. We'll, we'll talk about this whole like phase, the summer where sure. you put a bunch of effort into this, this thing. Yeah. Uh, but I do want to talk about one last thing in regard to it yeah. is you have the, um, you had another video where you brought a girl in a helicopter yep. over Chicago. Yeah. So I'm, I I am just curious. Did you did you pay for all this yourself? Like yeah. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that that was like that was definitely an investment into the channel. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the investment hasn't paid off yet. I mean, yes. maybe maybe well in the future. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but it was still like a really cool experience, nonetheless. Yeah, that was um that was a really cool video. Basically, it wasn't expensive as like you think it would be. Okay. Um, it was like a super short flight too. It was like probably like 30 minutes max. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, that was still like a really, really fun day, even yeah. though like the video didn't really turn out as well. Or I mean, the video was great. The video but, like, was good. Yeah. The, the views didn't return in the way like yes. I, I was hoping. But yes. That's all right. Um, know. and just for the listeners out there, basically what you did is he got a date with a random girl and then brought her, 
uh, on a helicopter over Lake Michigan. Yes. Which is yeah. And he, he didn't know if he, okay, I'm also curious. Did you know that you had that date lined up before? Or was it like you said in the video where you didn't know, got the date or ordered the helicopter, then got the date and then went on? That yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. It was honestly like, it's like about a year and a half ago now. So I'm trying to remember exactly like the order of it. I'm pretty sure I had called the helicopter place, kind of like figure out the details on if okay. this would be possible or not. And then they kind of like, yeah, like this is how much it is. Like um, this is when you can do it. Like, here's some options. And then I think that's when I went out and tried to find a date for it. Okay. And then, yeah, then like after I got the date and everything, got got a kid who was willing to film it for me. Then I was like, all right. Um, was that yeah, just a friend? Good. Yeah, it was just a friend of mine. Okay. Yeah. He's awesome in like filmmaking. I love that. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Really does cool he make dude. YouTube videos too? Uh, no YouTube videos. He does some yeah videos for the UW athletics department. Oh, so that's like, cool. like he's been filming like some soccer, some like volleyball, like all that kind of stuff. Cool. Yeah, I could tell when he was videotaping. Yeah. He, had, he had some pretty good shots. Yeah. And I kept thinking, I was like, well, did Blake take the camera back, or is this kid just like actually kind of good at? No, this? no, he's pretty good. Okay, yeah. that makes sense because yeah. I was like, if that was like one of my friends from home, it would have been just like the video of the like, ground the whole time. <laughs> oh, like, really? Yeah. Dude, put, put no, I made sure to not just bring. Well, like it would have been awesome to bring any of my friends, but like I wanted to bring a friend who was like knew, knew what to do with the camera. And sure, yeah. his name's Carl because he's at school here and he's a great dude. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he knows how to film, so. Yeah, cool. I was good bringing him along. Um, okay, I want to talk a little bit more about your editing and uh, the stuff you do there. Um, sure. Yeah. So, how did you like start editing for people? What kind of videos? Like, how, what was like the first kind of videos you started editing for people other than yourself? I yeah. Guess? And how you how did you get that? So I'd say like um, in high school, like, I had a GoPro and I'd like kind of like make some like travel videos for my family's gone vacation. I'd like make a little edit for it. Okay. That's like the real first video that I actually tried to edit on was um, my senior year of high school. Um, every year there's this like homecoming hype video mm. where like um, I saw that some, video on yours. Oh yeah, <laughs> so some kid will just like film like a bunch of stuff around the high school and like make a hype video out of it, like the football games, volleyball games, that kind of stuff. Mm. So I made that video and I got really good feedback and I was like, and I enjoyed making it too. And I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. And then I continued editing. Um, I would do some like drone videos, like that kind of thing. I had a drone at the time. I, I love flying drones. Um, but it's like the really, when I really started getting into editing was um, I got a direct message from this YouTuber, actually. Uh, his name was Stephen Cher. He lived in my area. Um, like a really big YouTuber. He has over 9 million subscribers now. Wow. And um, he was like wondering if I wanted to like make some videos for him sometime. Um, and, or it was for that upcoming summer, but unfortunately I couldn't do that summer. I was like working at a sleepaway camp, but then after my freshman year of college, um, I reconnected with him and, uh, made, yeah, would make videos for him, his YouTube channel, um, that summer. And then that's when I really started to like it. Um, this was freshman year after college. Um, I'm a senior now just for context. Um, and yeah, like we would do like, I did a music video for him that has like several million views now. Mm. Um, What's his name? His name's Stephen Cher. He makes some. Oh, um, I like, saw that video. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So I, like, I saw it from you. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So like, kind of like his content's interesting. It's just a younger content. Yeah. Like it's uh, his target audience. He said is like uh, five to fifteen, I believe. So um, Dude, yeah, it's definitely. I, like I watched music. a lot of his videos just like preparing for this. Yeah. And I was I d didn't even know that existed. Like oh, I'm, yeah. I was never like a kid that 
like I would watch YouTube when I was younger, but it was like Fred, you know? So like before there was YouTube kids. Yeah. So I didn't even know stuff like that existed. It, it, that was like mind blowing to me. And it was really cool because like, obviously I personally wasn't like, wow, this is, I'm going to be watching this. This is my jam. But yeah. it was, I could see where like my little cousin, like he definitely is on YouTube kids watching that and like, this is awesome. Like, is he going to make it to school? Like what's happening? <laughs> yeah, you know? like, totally. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a massive market. Like mm -hmm. uh, kids YouTubers are dominating the views right now just because like kids make up such a huge market of YouTube. Um and yeah, like working through him and like seeing all the success he was having. Yeah. I was like, man, like this is awesome. Like I want to try and do the same thing or maybe not the same exact thing, but I want to try and make a career off YouTube. That'd be really awesome. Um, so yeah, and, like I, I, I would film for him kind of like uh, a lot of during my sophomore year, went out to like LA a couple of times with him. Yeah. And like he lived out there by my sophomore year and um, yeah, it was like super cool visiting him. Um, but I'd say like the turning point, to, turning point to where I was like, okay, this is actually what, really what I want to do was um, I had a super awesome experience. He brought me to uh, Houston, Texas and Dallas, Texas. This yeah. is April of 2021. Um, and uh, the, in Houston, Texas, we made a couple of videos with the YouTuber Unspeakable. Okay. Um, he's a massive kids YouTuber as well. Okay. Um, like I think like 15 million subscribers or something oh crazy. Gosh. And like he has this island house. It's like a house on an island, and it's just it's just like crazy how much like um like fun they have like making these videos. Just, like mm. jet skis at his house and like um just like pretty much like any kind of materialistic good you could ever like imagine. Like not that that's like really what I'm chasing, but like mm. it's just like crazy how much like yeah success they found on YouTube and then. We also went up to Dallas, and I met with um, this YouTuber named Preston, mm -hmm. who we also made some videos with, and they're just, like, super cool guys, too. Like, um, it's just, like, super awesome to meet people in the YouTube industry that have, like, seen so much success. Mm -hmm. um, Preston, he's, like, one of the biggest ones. Like, his name's, uh, yeah, Preston. Preston Plays is, like, how mm -hmm. some people know him. He's over 20 million subscribers now, so he's, like, really big. That's wild. Um, but, yeah, that was, like, the turning point. I'd say, like, that trip that I went on to Texas and just, like, seeing like how cool these guys were, seeing like how cool their jobs were, um, like building a team around like a YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. uh, Preston has, I think like around 60 employees, or at least at the time that I went to visit them. Wow. 60 employees, like for a YouTuber, like that's yeah. hard to believe. And then Unspeakable, he had like 35, like 40 maybe it's employees. It's a business. It's a, it's a, it's a full business. on business, yeah. yeah. And they, they have like this management company called uh, Night Media. Um, okay, yeah, I don't know I, if you've heard of Night Media, but Night, yeah, Night Media yeah. manages like pretty much like all the big YouTubers in each niche. And uh, That's, is Preston Plays part of that? Preston Plays is like yeah, one of the founders of it. Okay, yeah. I, I was gonna say when you said that name, I've never seen any videos by him. Yeah, but it sounded very familiar, and that's definitely how I definitely know him. yeah yeah. So yeah, like the CEO, his name's like Reed, like I saw Schuster. his I don't episode really know of Colin Smear. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, a Colin Smear podcast, but yeah. So Reed is like best friends with Preston, and okay. like together they kind of like started Night Media, okay. um, which is like now the biggest like talent agency for content creators, most notably YouTubers, because they don't really sign too many TikTokers, I don't think, or like short form content people. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you make much like TikTok content? Uh, I did. Um, so I've probably seen the most most success on TikTok out of any platform. I <laughs> like have over three hundred thousand followers now. 
Um, really? But like I haven't posted on there in over a year probably now. See, this, I is, just, like, this totally... is me being a bad podcaster. Is oh, really? I didn't know that. Oh, no, that's fine. <laughs> well, you didn't know it because I haven't posted on there for over a year now. Okay. Um, so why'd you stop? Well, one, I just like didn't see it be like turning very profitable at all. Mm-hmm. Like I got 33 million views on one video. And that equated to like $300, which is awesome. But it's like 33 million views. You should probably be rewarded a little more than $300. Yeah. If you get 33 million views on a long form YouTube video, that's over $100,000. Mm. So um, assuming like a CP or an RPM of like $3, which is like how much you get paid based on like each thousand views or whatever. But mm. um, yeah, I just like didn't really see it like turn into profitable. And like, not that I'm doing it for money, but like... Um, if I do want to make a career making content online, then like I have to find a way to make money somehow. And yeah. pretty much it's like everyone I talked to was like, yeah, like YouTube's the way. Like TikTok, like their um, monetization pl- like pr- uh, platform just like isn't really profitable enough unless you're one of the top creators. And mm. um, I mean, yeah, I don't know. That'd be really hard to be. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I think a lot of what TikTok might be good for or like the short form mm-hmm. is as a gateway. Yep. And I think Colin and Samir might talk about this. I don't know where I'm getting this from. Yeah. But I notice in my own like trends is especially I love listening to podcasts, obviously why I wanted to make one. Yeah. And when I've been finding more and more podcasts from I find Colin and Samir from TikTok because okay. I would yeah. see their shorts and I was like, "Oh, these guys are interesting. I like what they're talking about." Um and then after a while, I would just like follow them on Instagram. And then I noticed, oh, they have a, a, like a YouTube. Oh, watch that. And then I saw some of their YouTube videos and they're great. Yeah. And then from there, I realized they have the full thing on podcasts because I was going on a long drive and I was like, let me do that. So then it was just like a gate, almost like the weed of, <laughs> of whatever, you know? For sure, yeah. Like it's a gateway, the gateway to getting to uh, YouTube or, or, or the longer form Spotify, I guess, from, in this instance. But I, that's interesting that you had that many views on stuff and yeah. it wasn't even profitable at that yeah. point. Yeah. Do you think you could have, or you could still... Would, is there any opportunity for monetizing it with like ad revenue or anything as far as like putting like uh, like uh, having advertisements within your videos, you know? Sponsorships, Sponsorships? yeah. No, that is something that like um, I definitely should have looked more into and I still can. Um, but yeah, I mean like I'm part of like the creator fund or whatever where like you get like people reaching out to you. But a lot of the times, at least for like my size, it's like, We'll give you this product if you like make a video about it. It's like okay, well, a product's great, but like I can't really make a living off that. It's like receiving product. Like yeah. I need some money too. So then if I'd ask them for money, it's like oh, we can't really pay you for like the first one. But if the first one goes well, we can pay you for the second one. Mm-hmm. And like um, I don't know, I definitely should have looked more into that. Like um, looked more into like a lot of like the sponsorships and brand deals and that kind of thing. Um, but again, like. I was just, like, so passionate about YouTube. Sure, dude. Um, the YouTube that I worked for was, like, yeah. Like, I mean, post post TikToks for discoverability. Like, you were saying, like, it's really good for discoverability. Like, mm. putting your name out there. Like, getting new eyes on your content. But to actually try and build, like, relationships with audiences, that's mm. really hard to do on TikTok. Yeah. Um, to make, like, ad revenue from, like, the monetization program, that's really hard to do. Like I said, 33 million views and $300, like... Yeah, it's pretty tough. Um, and then, yeah, it's just hard to really build like um, a, a true audience on there. You can get yeah, people yeah. to watch your content, but to actually like get people to come back 
it's it's hard on TikTok. No, yeah. And that's yeah. what you need. You need people actually caring about you. Totally. Which which comes back to like what we were talking about earlier with like telling like actual stories and going places is that's like what makes people care about you. So like if that's your goal on YouTube, the whole thing has to be directed towards that or else you're just entertaining people unless you of course have a hundred plus million followers yeah that makes yeah. a difference but as for like most people on the scale especially the people that i would listen to this sort of podcast it's mm-hmm. you're going to be dealing with tens of thousands hundreds of thousands of followers at most so you gotta be uh you gotta be adding some sort of value and some sort of uh relationship with them absolutely yeah hmm. well that's cool um, yeah i guess uh Another thing I want to talk to you about is you talked, I saw on your LinkedIn, you talked about uh, one of your, uh, another YouTuber that you work yeah. with, uh, Sawyer. I yeah, Kaz Sawyer. Kaz yeah. Sawyer. No, yeah, yeah. Um, and you said that you've been editing for him for a while. Is that mm-hmm. still going on? How? Yeah, um, less frequently now. Okay. Um, so I started off with Kaz. He just like put on, put something on his Instagram story one day. It's like, I'm looking for an editor. I applied, um, had a couple like Zoom calls, got the job, and uh, I would edit some long form YouTube videos for him. Mm-hmm. He's mainly like a short form content creator, so he got his start on TikTok, um, but then he transitioned over to YouTube. Still does a lot of YouTube shorts, but um, I'd say like maybe like once a month he posts a long form YouTube video, um, like eight to like 15 minutes kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I would edit those for him. And then eventually he asked if I wanted to do his like short form content as well. Um, this was this past spring, so like six months ago, roughly. And, uh, I was doing that for maybe like two or three months and then eventually it was just like kind of too much. And, um, I, yeah, I was like, I'll, I'll edit your long form videos, but like the short form content, like I just have a lot going on right now. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to build my own channel. Um, and then I have like school full time as well. So, uh, I couldn't continue doing his short form content, unfortunately, but I still do edit some of his or all of his long-form YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't post them too often, but when he does, yeah, those are all edited by me. But I like his content a lot. Um, it's uh, it's not like, it's it's like similar to Eric, I'd say. Yeah. Um, yeah I, so. I was a, have watched his videos before. I oh, really? Saw it on his. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. He's, he's got good stuff. I he think does, yeah. His thing where he sent uh, the balloon to space. That's where I found him. That's where I found him too. Really? That's so awesome. You, so you were a fan of him and then you just DM'd or got in or yeah. applied into one of his uh, calls for an editor. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I followed him on TikTok and I was like, all right, I'll follow you on Instagram too. And then I saw a thing on a story. I was like, I might as well apply. Yeah. I pretty much applied to like all of those. Like even if I'm not really looking for a job, I'll like still apply just to see if I get anything back. Really? Um, yeah. I don't know. Just like anytime I see like a YouTuber looking for an editor, like... I'll probably apply just to like see if anything happens out of it. But hmm. do you get to spend if you're editing for them? Do you get to spend any like FaceTime with them or at all, or do you get to, do you like learn anything from them, or is it more just a transactional? Here's like the footage. This is what I want, and then you go and make it. Yeah. So um, I get some feedback from them. Okay. Um, I'd say like I didn't. L- I learned some from that Stephen Cherry guy early on. I definitely learned like the importance of thumbnails. I'd say from him. As for Kaz, um, I'd say like the biggest kind of like advice he's given me is like make short form content. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like really good for discoverability, and that's something I still like need to get better, or I still need to start doing for my uncovering channel. Um, that's really then, great that you're getting a bunch of uh, practice though with him. Yeah, definitely a lot of practice for sure. Um, and it's something I'm, it's something I can put on the portfolio too if I'm applying mm-hmm. for other jobs. Um, but then I'd say like the 
the place where I've learned the most about YouTube, I'd say, is actually, I don't think I have this on my LinkedIn, so you'd have no way of knowing this about me, but I'm uh, part of this thing called the Council for a YouTuber named Dara Ta. Okay. Um, I bet you'll, I'll bet you'll hear about him soon. He's getting pretty big. Okay. Um, but basically, it's kind of like consulting for for him. Okay. So I'll prepare a, prepare a presentation for him of five different YouTube video ideas, and the five different YouTube video ideas I break out break down into four parts that would like determine the success of the video. The first one is like, uh, why? Like, why are we like making this video? Like, what's the like what's the reason behind it? The second part to it um, is the story. So like how would like the video go? Um, the third part is why click? So it's like based off the thumbnail and title and like the idea of the video, like why would someone click on this? Like is it gener- generating curiosity or is somebody just going like, to see that title and thumbnail and like, keep scrolling? And then the fourth part to it is why keep watching? So that, that kind of plays in like the retention ex- aspect of the video. It's like, okay, I clicked on the video. I see the intro. Like, why should I keep watching until the end of the video? So basically, yeah. So I prepare these presentations for Dara. Um, and then I, yeah, pitch it to him, like these five different video ideas. And then he gives me a lot of feedback on these five different video ideas. Um, so I've learned a ton through him. He's like super knowledgeable about YouTube. Um, I think he's like, a, I, he's probably like a top 50, like most knowledgeable guy on YouTube, if I had to imagine. Like, wow. and then I don't know a ton of people. I mean, I know some people on YouTube, but like, He's good buddies with like Patty Galloway. I don't know if you know who mm-hmm. he is, like the YouTube mastermind or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Dar is really cool. Um, and like sometimes after I'm done, like giving him the presentation, like he'll ch- take a look at my channel, like tell me what I'm doing wrong too. Really? Yeah. So that's that's like kind of cool to have. Wow. Um, it's like having how many like a, subscribers a does this guy have? Um, I think he's at like two thirty k, two hundred thirty thousand right now. Dude, that's really cool. Um, yeah, but he like really just got his bump like. This past summer, and like since then, he's been kind of like rolling. He's and been how did well. you come in contact with him? Uh, another just like I saw like a job application on Twitter, and like I just like um, I put out like my information, or whatever. Kind of like told him what I've done for other YouTubers in the past, and mm-hmm. um, like had a couple like trial runs with them. Mm-hmm. So I'd give him like some presentations as like a trial run before I actually got paid for it. Okay. And then he must have liked the ideas enough to where, yeah, it's kept, kept me coming around. So Wow. And what kind of videos does he make? So um, I'd say like pretty similar to like Eric, honestly. Okay. Like uh, I'm trying to think of like some of the ideas. I, well, actually, I don't know if I'm allowed to give like some of the ideas I pitched him. <laughs> but like, uh, like the most recent video he made was World's Hardest Prison Escape. Okay. Um, so it's like him like racing across Europe as like an escape prisoner and like okay. he's kind of like a social experiment like challenge kind of thing but other videos he's done in the past is like uh uh like sneaking onto the world's deadliest island that video did really okay. well he kidnapped Eric um, <laughs> yeah like so ki- kind of like challenge vlogs. yeah like kidnapped Eric's best friend um <laughs> like uh Hide and go seek, but I hired a killer. Like uh, kind of like extreme, like challenge yeah. videos is like how to I would describe it. Dude, with, yeah. I think just like a tangent here. Yeah, I think one of the best thing that Eric does is the amount of people this man collaborates with. Oh yeah, like his entire series with the couches and Logan Paul. Genius. That, that's like one of the best. Like ser- like you said that Ryan Trahan is one of the best. That's I think that's there. like close. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's so good. He gets there's like. 
10 different massive stars that end up showing up in the series. And he had like under a million subscribers at the time. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, no, it's crazy. He got Logan Paul in his video at like 1,500 subscribers. Yeah. And like that, that couch series, that's a good point. That is right up there with Ryan Trahan's like going across America on a penny series. And it's such like a dumb idea, but it's so Oh, it's so good. good. Yeah. It's so good. Like and skydiving with couches. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's pretty funny. And anything you have, the Paul brothers, is yep. just going to explode anyway, so... With the whole idea of like social hacking, like mm-hmm. he was like getting other creators in his videos, and the it was like zero expense to those creators. It was like pure, purely helping them out. Yeah, he talks about like if you want to get a big creator in your video, you have to help them out. Like you can't just like ask for them to be in your video because like why would they give your time? I mean like they, they can be they're not they're nice people obviously, but it's like no, hard yeah. to give your time to like everybody to just yeah. like be in their video. So if you can really do something to, like help them out, like. Eric bought his Logan Paul's couches. He got the couches like off his hands. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know, stuff like that. So, just like you have to give value to your yeah. actual viewers, you need to give value to the people that you're collaborating exactly. with. Exactly. That's yeah. a great point. That's, that's, that's very interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, um, that, yeah, I think so, that's like the best way to grow on YouTube right now if you're trying to do that, like that kind of content. Yeah. To go back to what you're talking about, though, with Darita, is how you say it? Dar- uh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's Irish. So, like, honestly, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. <laughs> yeah. He, he says, like, uh, Darita kind of. I say, like, Dar- okay, but he has Darita. An accent. Yeah. He has well, an Irish accent. I can hear it in yeah, yeah. Um, So, with him, are there other people on this council or is it just. There are. Yeah. yeah. So, like, there's like a bigger council of like like maybe like 15 people and then like there's a smaller council of me and two other guys who like pitch the ideas okay but dara looks to the bigger group of like 15 guys for um like advice on thumbnails um like titles um and just like general youtube knowledge and that kind of thing youtube talk yeah and that's 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 been a great place to just like collaborate with other people who are in the youtube space as well Mm -hmm. because those 15 guys are all like very smart i'd say like they they all kind of like know what they're talking about so um like i'll i'll kind of like send them my videos like hey what do you think of this like roast me as hard as you want like what do you think about this thumbnail that kind of stuff so Mm, dang yeah and one quick thing before i want to get to uncovering sure Um, yeah with with the pitches you do uh now you talked about uh and this is something that I think the audience might not know as they are probably smaller creators is you talked about having a thumbnail ready before these, these are even done. Like these videos aren't even made. No one's even touched these, but you have a thumbnail and a uh, title ready for it. Yeah. Is that something that you're, you see very present in all the people you've worked with? Is that like something you have to have? Yeah. Um, I'd say, well, the first, Part, well, yeah, I guess like obviously the first part of the video is the idea behind it. Mm-hmm. And that's like 80% of where like the views will come from. Mm-hmm. Like if you have a really good idea, like it's probably going to get views as long yeah. as like you have a good title and thumbnail to back it up and like decent content. Yeah. Um, so that's why like Dara started the council. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, he knows how important the idea generating process is. Mm-hmm. Like come up with the ideas and then also like the thumbnails and titles. Yeah. So that's why he has the council. That's why he's like paying people to help him come up th- come up with ideas because like he recognizes how important that is. Mm. Um so is that something you implement in your own videos? Yeah. Um yeah I'd say so. Like I'm not gonna make a video if I have no idea what the title and thumbnail will be. Like okay. I might have an idea about a video, but like if I can't come up with like a clever title and thumbnail, then I probably won't make the video. Okay. Like, uh, like I don't know. This is just another example, but like Mr. Beast, he 
he made some video where he like sent his buddies to like the seven wonders of the world. Yep. Like the video was all filmed and everything, but he couldn't come up with a thumbnail for it, so he never posted the video. Which is crazy. It's just crazy. He spent <laughs> probably like a hundred thousand dollars, maybe even more, on this video and just like did post it because he didn't have a thumbnail for it. Yeah. Um. So like yeah, the, like the title and thumbnail and like the idea behind the video is like so so important when. Uh, it comes to, down to like how many views the video will actually end up getting. Um, it's so like, when you make a video, do you sit down and put a lot of time into that idea or is it more just you going through your day and you're like, oh my gosh, that'd be a sick idea. Like, should I just do that? Like, how does your process go, I guess? Yeah, I'd say I don't really like sit down too long and like trying to think of an idea. Mm-hmm. The, the ideas kind of come to me like throughout the day okay. and then I'll write it down on my phone. Like I have like a notes page, just like all my ideas. Yeah. Um, but then the time where I actually sit down and try and think of like, I'll have the idea, but then the thumbnail and title is where I like sit down and like, uh, go on Photoshop and like, all right, what can I do with like a thumbnail here? Mm. Um, and that's one thing I probably need to improve the most about my channel. I think I got like the content down or we don't, I don't know if you want to go into my channel yet. Yeah. Go into it. Man. Yeah. So I'll, be, I'll just give a little back background of like do what it, my dude. channel is sure. um so yeah like what like we were talking about earlier uh like i snuck into that fight or whatever uh took the girl on a helicopter date that was all on my blake Schweitzer youtube channel which is my name and that was like a in real life like vlog like challenge mm-hmm. that kind of thing um which i love doing but i just found it to be very hard like logistically like setting up all these videos mm-hmm. i knew i was gonna have to try and like social hack if i really wanted to get some like eyes on my channel and um it was it was fun but like i just like thought there was like probably a better way to grow on youtube mm-hmm. so then i was like kind of searching around for different like channel ideas um and i was also thinking about a lot about like what am i best at yeah and i think i'm best at editing like that's what i'm best at so i was like all right well what channels rely heavily on like how well the video is edited mm-hmm. and then that's when i kind of came across um like the uh like what or yeah like the videos about like or the edutainment uh niche is what they call it it's like edu- education and edu- uh, entertainment like mm-hmm. the mix between the two of them so um that's what yeah it's like web videos where like you basically just like write out a, an entire script make a voiceover and then like put b-roll into the video mm-hmm. um and i do it about like remote places around the world that's something that i'm like super interested in so like my very first video was um why canada's northernmost town exists and like that, like just got a lot of a lot of like hype around it, like a lot of views. Like people were interested in that kind of stuff. Yeah, so then eight, I just eight hundred thousand views. Yeah, so that's yeah. like by far the most successful. <laughs> don't, don't underplay it. That's yeah. by far the most successful YouTube video I've had. And then, um, but that's actually kind of funny. Like in the first thirty days, that video had forty views. Really? So yeah, it went from like forty views in thirty days, and then like eight hundred thousand views in the next sixty days. Like I don't know, it's wow. kind of funny. Do you have any idea why that is? Um. Yeah. Uh, so YouTube takes a while. So basically, YouTube tests your video with like different audiences. Okay. Like they they clump different audiences together and they test the video with different audiences. Mm-hmm. Those first like thirty views were probably all like the wrong audience. Like YouTube had no idea who to test the video with. These people aren't watching the video for very long. They might not even be clicking on it in the first place. Um, so yeah, it didn't perform well with the first thirty viewers. But then like. Maybe the next 10 viewers, like uh, when it, once it got up to 40 views, like, okay, now like these people are actually clicking on the video and they're watching it for more than like 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. So then YouTube's like, all right, well, like 
let's let's pump it out to like more of those kind of viewers. And then they test it with like 30 of those kind of like uh, viewers. It does really well with those 30 and they do it with 100 of those kind of viewers and then works really well with them. So then they just like keep on like expanding until it starts performing poorly again. Then once it starts performing poorly, then it's like, all right, we've exhausted all like the potential audience for this video. And like now we're not going to really promote it much anymore. Wow. So that's kind of like how like, or that's why videos like, tend to like sometimes take a while before they blow out be, mm. before they blow up um like I have, I have other videos on my channel like similar to that never got eight hundred thousand views but it got like maybe like 100 views in the first 30 days and like mm -hmm. the next 30 days it got like like four thousand views or something like that just like yeah. oh like uh, here's an audience that likes it like, like show it to them um but yeah i don't know that's like kind of like what my channel is i guess like um I make, yeah, like web video, or uh, I can't think of the word. That's terrible. Like, like video essays. That's oh, what yeah, it video is. Essay. Video essays of remote places around the world um, is what I would say my, my channel is. But I do want to maybe broaden it a little bit more. I've okay. kind of like, I've kind of like got all like the cool remote places of the world down already in videos. <laughs> so like I need to like broaden it a little bit more and make it like just like, I guess like more broad web videos or oh, sorry, uh, video essays on like, I don't know, just like cool cool things that I have in mind, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of what my channel is. And um, I haven't been super active on it recently just because I've been busy with some other video projects. Um, most of it will be like this feature-long film that I've been working on, like an hour-long film. But that's a whole other thing. So no way. We can, we, can stay, we can stay on Uncovered for a little Okay, bit. wow. Yeah. Dude, you are busy, dude. Yeah. How are you like, doing school during all of this? Yeah, well, tomorrow I'm an exam, so it's actually... Yo, like, oh, my God, we could have <laughs> yeah. done it a different day. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Yeah. Wow, okay, yeah. wow. Now you made me feel... Oh, I feel bad. Okay. No, no, I don't feel bad. I think I'm pretty prepared for it. So. Good, good. Yeah. What, what class is it in? Uh, advanced Consumer Science. So it's like all about investing okay so, nothing to do with youtuber uh filmmaking but yeah it's still important and what did you say your your uh, major is personal finance personal finance. yeah okay yeah very cool do you intend to go into personal finance after or are you gonna uh, pursue this full-time like yeah no definitely not well i might not be able to pursue youtube full-time okay but i definitely want to do something filmmaking related okay either filmmaking related or like um like influencer marketing related so like oh, okay. managing creators or like i don't know like working for night media um i think that's like a really cool company that like manages youtubers yeah. like i don't know something like that is, yeah you yeah, definitely have a good resume for it so. i don't know we'll see yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a competitive company because like a lot of people who are into the influencer marketing field like all want to work for night media they're like the sure, biggest yeah. ones so well i'm sure there's a lot of like smaller ones too yeah there are some smaller ones yeah, yeah. um yeah Dang, dude. Yeah. What I'm curious, what is could would it would you be able to live off of a salary off of just editing for people, or is that too? That's not gonna do it. Um, I would have to probably get some more clients, and I would definitely have to up my rates. Okay. Um, like editing for Kaz, um, that's like yeah, I really don't make a ton of money off it. That's really more for like building the connection, um, and getting an experience. Yeah. Um, and fun. And fun too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like I could try and be like a freelance video editor. Um, I don't know if it'd all just be for like YouTubers. It'd probably be for like, um, some like bigger, like corporate kind of companies as well. Like commercials. I, or yeah. That's, yeah. that's a lot of what I did this past summer actually. Okay. Um, aside from my uncovering YouTube channel, like the way I actually like made some money cause I wasn't really making a bunch of money on my uncovering YouTube channel this summer was through like promotional work for, um, like political advertising, 
Mm -hmm. um, like some like country club promotional videos, like real estate, um, that kind of stuff. How do you get your name out there for that? A lot of word of mouth, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like um, I don't even have a portfolio. Like I need to make a portfolio, but um, yeah, it's been it's been a lot of word of mouth. Um, and like I don't really apply to too many. Well, I apply to working for YouTubers, but like. A lot of the like, freelance gigs I get, it's pretty much just all word of mouth at this wow. point. Wow. And you said you work for a political. Do you ever do any hit pieces? Um, so the <laughs> political advertising company that I worked for, it was actually like not really politics related. Okay. They had this like scholarship program that oh, I like sweet. filmed and like made a commercial for that was actually on television. Oh, that's so awesome. So that was like the one TV ad that I was able to do. Dude, I totally went to like, you've got like John Damon. Yeah, no, terrible I haven't movie. done any of that. <laughs> yeah. That'd be kind of cool though, to be perfectly honest. Like, I don't know. Political ads would be kind of cool, but you like edit uh, red eyes to his head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, evil person. Yeah, yeah. make him see, seem as evil as possible. Yeah, dead. it's also a very polarized industry, though. Like, it is. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if I'd really want to do that. That that would be a hard one to get into. Definitely. Sure. Yeah, on like a personal level. Yeah. Um, wow, very cool, dude. The uh, you're uncovering videos. So like, okay, can I give you a recommendation? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Just for like. Your personal brand. Yeah. I think you should have all of this stuff linked somewhere because, like, it was tough to find. Like, I looked you up and I found Uncovering eventually connected to you. Yeah. But, like, if it was like centralized, like, this is like Blake has this. And I think this is probably something I probably need to do for everything I do as well. Yeah. It's very hard to do. But, like, yeah. like just make it easy to like see that because from your LinkedIn, from your all your social medias, from your accounts, like, you're like all separately super impressive. Like, yeah. and just hearing you talk about this isn't incredible this whole council thing is like blowing my mind oh thank you yeah (laughs) but um but like if it's all in one place that'd be so awesome maybe that's a deficiency with like our current structure yeah what we have available to us but i feel like that'd be a really cool like i don't know i just think like if you had a link tree or something maybe you do and i'm just no i don't um and that's a really good point well it's actually kind of funny like when i originally made uncovering I didn't want that to be like linked to my name at all. Oh, um, one, one of the reasons why I made that channel too is also that when I was making videos on my Blake Schweitzer channel, I kind of yeah. like felt a lot of pressure in those videos because I was like, a lot of my friends are going to see this. A lot of my family is going to see this. Like yeah. I want it to be good. Like if it doesn't get views, then it's like, that's kind of embarrassing. But yeah, well, that's, not the right, that's not the right attitude, but that's kind of like what it's, my thought process human, was. It's human though, dude. It's human. Yeah. So then when I made Uncovering, it's like, all right, like the only person I want to know about this is me. Um, and like, I just want to like make videos like that I'm like proud of. And like, I want to try on these videos. Um, but like at at the end of the day, if they don't get views, that's fine. Cause like, I'm the only person who's seen that. Um, now like more people or like a lot of my friends from home, like don't even know about uncovering, like pretty much all my friends here at Wisconsin don't know about uncovering. Like, Mm. um, I guess like the only people who know about uncovering is like my close immediate family. And then, like, if anybody asks about, like, what I do and, like, with YouTube, then I'll, like, tell them. But I don't really, like, promote that on any of my social media. I could. Um, I don't know. It's just, like, I kind of, like, try to stick with the thing where, like, I'm not going to promote this anywhere. I just, like, want to make videos that I'm proud of. And, like, if it gets views, it gets views. If it doesn't, then that's okay because I'm, like pretty much the only person who sees it so yeah hey that's yeah. actually uh, you know what maybe you don't need anything. i don't know i so, love that. yeah i love that it's part of the, like it's hard to like it's it, like like even like me posting these podcasts or like post i i i for the last previous two months i posted on linkedin every day oh really because i was just okay. trying to like write trying yeah. to just build like a personal brand just like even for like a on linkedin which is more of a 
like business facing thing. But like I read a lot of like whether it's like self help or business books. Yeah. And I like I really enjoy that stuff. So I'm like, why am I not putting out my thoughts like where people in the actual business world might be able to see them? So then it's not while I might gain something for myself, also someone else might see it. But even in doing that, the point of me saying this is like, oh my God. The amount of like hate my friends give me is so insane. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's just, funny. They're yeah. constantly neg- like just attacking me, which like I don't really care. But like yeah. it's just like I like totally could see like wanting to have like that channel all separate from like yourself. Yeah, and to be perfectly honest, I have like three other YouTube channels that like nobody really knows about that I've Seriously? just like I've just like tried and like some <laughs> of them like kind of worked a little bit, but I just eventually just like kind of like lost passion the passion for it and like moved on to a new channel, but. Yeah, wow. I have like I think I have like six different YouTube channels that I've like actually put serious effort into um, over the past like three years. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. Wow. One was like a personal finance channel. One was like a Discord meme channel, um, and then like Blake Schweitzer uncovering and there. Oh, I have an uncovering sports channel too that I like made five videos for. Really? Um, so yeah, I've like made a bunch of different channels. So just like I don't really advertise them too much, just because like. I, I know I don't really need to advertise them to friends for the videos to, like, pop off. Yeah. Like, my Canva video popped off, and I didn't show that to a single person. Yeah. Like, YouTube takes care of it. They, yeah. they, they find the audience better than I can. Yeah. Um, that's another thing. This is actually a really good point. Uh, my Blake Schweitzer YouTube videos, I think one of the reasons why I didn't do well is because I was trying to be, like, the biggest marketer for those videos. I was trying to, like, send it out to as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. And um, when I'm sending it out to all these different people... Like, I, I got to think about, like, who is this video actually targeted towards? Yeah. I'm sending it to a lot of the wrong target audience. So, like, a lot of these people I send it to, like, yeah, it might give me a view, but it's a it's a negative view because they watch the video for 15 seconds and then click off. Then oh. the audience, audience retention's bad, so YouTube's like, okay, this isn't a good video. Oh. But if I just said let YouTube take total control of it, they would have probably found, like, a better audience than what I thought it was targeted towards, if that makes any sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so now, like, anytime I make a YouTube video or even, like, a TikTok, I don't really make TikToks anymore, but anytime I make a YouTube video, like, I send it to nobody other than, like, maybe, like, a close friend or two so that they can, like, roast me on it. Dang, <laughs> yeah. dude. Yeah. That is so smart, especially with what you said earlier about how the YouTube algorithm works yeah. and stuff. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, yeah. you might have just changed my entire thinking of all this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's definitely beneficial for, like, YouTube, I think. Like, Instagram or stuff like that where, like, it, I don't like that. I don't know, like, if you're, if you're trying to, like, get big on Instagram, like, or, I don't know, m- most other platforms, then you can definitely, like, really market yourself. Sure, yeah. But I've found, like, with YouTube, it's just, like, good to, like, put, if you have good content, YouTube will find the right audience. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. I normally I normally post these on my story, but maybe I won't. Oh yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't still, know. Like, maybe yeah. I, you're kind of changing my. But you're. I do think about the fact that, uh, like, who is my actual audience? That's yep. why I don't really like think too much about what my friends like roast me or whatever. Yeah. Because I'm like, well, I'm not like, your audience. Yeah, I'm not yeah. trying to like make you <laughs> like like, yeah. like mo- honestly, most of my posts on LinkedIn were to- directed towards Notre Dame kids. Okay. And so, uh, and from the Notre Dame kids, I got a lot of good feedback. So yeah. it. For me, I was like, oh, that's that's the difference. And I've been trying to do that with this podcast too. Yeah. My entire drive home this afternoon was thinking about like who is my audience and like what even like for this video, I'm like, what do I want to like them to take out of this video? Um, 
I know like literally I'm going to, I'm going to reference Khan and Samira's like 30 times today, Sure, but yeah. even like they talk about that all the time. Like what, like what value do you want them to get out of it? Or what do you want them to take away and like almost reverse engineer the video that way? Obviously it's a little different for a podcast cause it's more of the flow of the conversation. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, but that's like definitely, especially after you're saying nothing with the algorithm and stuff, that makes a lot of sense the way you're thinking through that. Yeah. So that's really cool. Honestly, like one of the things I've learned, like, yeah. If it's, somebody else learns that though, that's like super awesome. Like, dude, yeah. It took me a while to figure advice. that out. Like, an yeah. entire channel, like an entire summer of posting videos. Yeah. And I was like, wait, maybe I shouldn't just be sending this to like every single person I know. Like, dude. Um, yeah. And that's also like a big part of like why I, what like value I think this podcast could have is. You have two point nine thousand subscribers on Uncovering mm-hmm. right now. Yep, is re- like for me that's a shit ton. Like I don't think I can get that far. <laughs> like that's yeah. hard, you know. Like yeah, no, yeah, that's definitely. a lot. That's a lot of hard work and really like good editing, good video making, uh-huh. and all all the thumbnails, whatever it is, it all comes together to get you to that two point nine thousand. And all those lessons you've learned from editing other people and making your own videos have led you to get that many. And for someone that is just starting maybe right now. Maybe it's a high schooler who hasn't who hasn't gotten there yet. Maybe it's me who still needs to figure out how to do it. <laughs> like, yeah. That's really helpful to like learn all these things. Definitely, so, yeah. I appreciate you saying all that. No, yeah, YouTube's like a, such a hard game and like nobody really has it mastered. Like I certainly don't. Um, but yeah, there's like, I don't know. Some, some things that work for some people might not work for others. Like, I don't know, maybe like if you have tons of friends that are like in the right target audience and like maybe you should send it to them. But yeah, um, for a lot of my videos, yeah, like a lot of my buddies and um, other people I was like sending the videos to like at the end of the day, just like weren't really part of my target audience, mm-hmm. even if I thought they were. Um, so yeah, I don't know, it just didn't really work out, but it's all right because you live and learn. So <laughs> you do. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's all the like your videos I have to talk about really right sure, now. Yeah. I think it's been about an hour, so you have an exam and I don't want to take too oh, much no, of your it's time. Totally fine. Yeah. But I'm also, not too nervous about uh, it. <laughs> if you have like any other mysterious uh, channel you wanted to plug or talk about, we can talk about that too. Yeah. I just might not know about them apparently. Yeah, no, yeah. Not really anybody does. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I've had a couple of different channels. Like, like I said, I did the personal finance one for like a couple of videos. Can you drop the name of that one or is that? Yeah. One? Uh, what was it? Um, well, wow, he's made so many. Don't even yeah, I'm actually, I totally forget. It was, uh, oh, that's terrible. I mean, I can look up on my phone. Hey, if, um, if you, the if, biggest one that I haven't really told anybody about though, okay. is, uh, Mados, M-A-Y-D-O-S. M-A-Y-D-O-S. Yeah. The can way I, I got that was like, sitting here? yeah, you can look it up. Okay. Let's see. Um, M-A-Y-D-O-S. Yeah. That's okay. like the one that I put the most effort into. I wouldn't say I found a ton of success off of it. Um, but like I'd say like all of like last fall, I was like grinding on that, like staying up super late making those videos. But basically it's like, if anybody watching knows the YouTuber Beluga, like discord memes, it's like a super young audience. And like, I didn't really know much about this, but when I saw the type of content, I was like, okay, this is genius. Like I totally understand why this kid's blowing up and I tried to replicate the same thing. And like, I don't know, I found some success doing it. Like some of the videos did pretty well. Um, but like, I don't know, I just, I was like, all right, this is like dumb at the end of the day. Like I didn't like, I wasn't passionate about it. I was doing it solely cause I thought I would be able to get views out of it. So what are, what are, sorry, humor me. What are discord memes? So discord memes is basically telling a story through, uh, discord, the messaging platform. Okay. Uh, do you, are you familiar with discord yes, at all? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So basically it's like, it's telling a, sco- a story or like a skit. 
okay. through a messaging platform. It's like the best way I could describe it. Okay. And um, it's definitely targeted at a pretty young audience. But like even when I was watching it, I was like, okay, this is pretty entertaining. Like I see why this is doing so well. <laughs> um, and the videos are really short. Mm-hmm. They tend to be like anywhere from like a minute to like three, maybe four max. Um, which you would think like it's like how does that do well on YouTube? It's like a pretty short for like YouTube, but um, people who make this kind of content like have a really high session watch time. Okay. Which means like they'll watch one video and then like they'll immediately get plugged to the second video. They'll watch a third video and like and they end up watching like maybe like anywhere from like five to ten videos in one session. Wow. And like even though the videos are short, that ends up being like a lot of time spent on your channel. Okay. So like YouTube obviously rewards that for the creator and then pushes out the content. Um, but yeah, like I, I probably saw like my most viral video before the Canada video on that Mato's channel. I think it had like thirty three thousand views, which for me was like crazy. I was like, this is the first time like YouTube's really like pushed out one of my videos. Yeah. Um, dude, and I, I was going to continue on it, but that's when I was like, wait, uncovering like this, like whole, like video essay idea. Like that's a pretty cool idea too. Yeah. And I was ultimately like way more passionate about that because yeah. I've always loved like learning about remote places around the world and like mm-hmm. cool towns on the other side of the world. Um, it's like stuff outside of the United States. So, um, that's ultimately why I stuck with that channel and kind of like have been running with it ever since. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't know. There's like so many different like opportunities on YouTube, just like for different niches and everything. Like mm-hmm. you can literally make a channel out of anything and like find an audience for it. Like um, Night Media, like one of their biggest clients is a dentist. He just like makes videos about like brushing your teeth and like really? flossing, and like, he has like millions of subscribers and people love his videos. Like there's just so many opportunities on YouTube. Dude, you're a <laughs> you're a YouTube like cinephile, whatever the equivalent. I know is. I know quite a bit about it. Yeah. It's very impressive. <laughs> Thank I, you. Yeah. You got me like I'm about to go down so many rabbit holes. Really? This. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> it's fun stuff. Yeah. Dang. Uh, yeah, I mean it's probably like what I think about like most of the day. So <laughs> we're not just like watching other people but like creating videos is like what I think about. Sure. Um, yeah. I do love YouTube. But I think what I like even more is creating videos. Yeah. Like being like the actual like filmmaking aspect of it. Mm. Um, which is why I've been like working on that like hour long movie with a couple other UW students. That's yeah. like totally new from YouTube because like I mean, that's, that's not really like YouTube content. It's like yeah. full on like actors and everything. But can you um, can you can you disclose? Yeah, I can just, yeah, yeah. It? yeah. So the name of it is Watch Out. Um, it'll probably be out in like uh, less than a month, like probably like three weeks, probably. We okay. just have a couple more things to film and a lot of editing. Um, but yeah, basically it's like a story of like two brothers who were gifted this watch um, the wa- from, their, from their father. The father like passed away many years ago, but the watch allows you to teleport. The kids like don't find this out till later in the film. And then like their uncle is trying to get the watch from them, the whole story. It's kind of like a confusing... Or it's not it's it's confusing when I try to explain it, but I think like the film will it'll be a good film, I think. Um but yeah, there's some like really talented actors in it, um, some like talented directors and um cinematographers, writers, all that good stuff. So wow. I'm excited for it to come out. It should be really good. Are you guys gonna be showing it on campus anywhere? Yeah, we're gonna have a premiere for it. You're more than welcome to come. Dude, um, I would love to yeah, be. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Um I don't know when or where the premiere will be yet, but um, that would definitely be like advertised on my social media. Sweet. So yeah, are all the actors and everyone from UW? Um, so actually, the th- three of the actors are from are students here at University of Wisconsin Madison, and then there's some older actors as well. Like one guy is probably like forty, 
One guy's like 60. Um, <laughs> the uncle and the dad? Yeah. The, yeah, the, the, the uncle is like probably 40. And then, well, the dad isn't the film. He just like died a long time ago. Oh, okay. um, but then like there's a graveyard man who's like 60 years old. Um, there's like this like, yeah, like his agent who's like probably 25, like out of college. And um, yeah. That's Do you like, guys have a budget for this or is this just like? I haven't spent a dollar on it. I'm not one nice. of the producers. Okay. Um, but the, there's two producers and they probably spent like $1,000 each, honestly. Dude, like it's that's a lot yeah which is quite a lot of money college, yeah dude. exactly yeah. yeah so um like we're definitely putting a lot of effort into it okay. it's not something we're just like whipping up out of nowhere like it's i think it should be pretty good yeah hey yeah. you guys could be the next reservoir dogs like Quint- Quint- Tarantino here yeah i don't know well, like yeah i mean like i don't know i think we're gonna come up with a good film i'm not saying it's like hollywood uh not on par with hollywood but yeah. i think it's be pretty good are you doing the editing yeah, I'm doing the editing, and then um, I don't know. We haven't really just determined what like the like actual names of each role of what everybody's been doing. But I'm like kind of like director of photography, but I also like came up with like a lot of the movies, so like kind of like a director as well. I don't know. Yeah, but, yeah. Damn, dude. Yeah, we'll see. That's so cool. You, uh, wow, that's really impressive. <laughs> I'm that. I'm yeah. so. Well, that's well, that's. I haven't been doing anything with uncovering re- lately because I've been so busy with this like hour long film, which has been taking up so much time. So. Dude, damn. You, uh, I, I was going to say that kind of ties really well in with what you were talking about at the beginning with like pacing and stuff. Yeah. That's a whole different game. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a big learning curve. Like I can show silence for a while and like in, yeah. in YouTube videos, you can't have silence. Like somebody's going to click off, but like yeah. in narrative films and like the traditional filmmaking industry, like you can't have it going 100 miles an hour the whole film or else like it's, it's just like a weird like nobody likes that yeah um but on youtube like you kind of need it to that to an aspect or to a point but yeah uh, yeah it's been, it's been a lot different than youtube dang yeah. very cool i want to be at that premiere i gotta see this movie. yeah absolutely that'd be <laughs> awesome to have you there dude be really that'd cool. be dope yeah. um okay now i want to finish off with some of these questions that i sent you earlier sure if you didn't think about them that's okay no i thought about them a little bit i think okay. i asked them yeah okay so uh just like a couple quick rapid fire questions and then we'll close out. Sure. Uh, let yeah. you get to studying or sleeping or whatever. Yeah, I'll probably studying for a little bit and I don't know, we'll see. Dude, when I was in college, wow, there's no way I would I, not because of like I was too dedicated, it was uh-huh. more because I would have procrastinated till tonight to oh, study yeah. for it all. Yeah, but yeah. I respect that you're ready. Um okay. So uh first question. Who are your top three YouTube creators or creators in general? Yeah. Um, top three, number one, by far, Ryan Trahan. Um, awesome guy. Solid. Number pick. two, probably Eric. One, because I've met him. And two, just because his upcoming was so inspiring, the whole couch series like we were talking about earlier. And then number three, this is purely because I met him, um, Preston, like the Preston Plays guy. Uh, he's probably literally like one of the coolest dudes I've ever met. Would love to meet him again one day. I don't have his number or anything, but like my goal is to meet him again one day and like hopefully be an established creator at that time to where I'm not just like a fanboy. I can actually like talk to him about YouTube. So similar to an Eric and Logan Paul thing. Yes. Like fanboy yeah. to YouTuber. Yeah. Oh, Logan Paul's awesome. up there too, but he doesn't really create it anymore. So I wouldn't put him on top three right now. I respect him a lot. Yeah, me too. I, I a lot of my friends who aren't into like the whole like YouTube like creator like economy thing. Yeah. They uh. They hate Logan. Oh, yeah. Well, understandably. Like, yeah, yeah, he kind of gives that. He's like the bad boy. Yeah. But also, I feel like at this point, he's turned a corner where now he's just like, he's just a boss. Like, yeah. This man, I love him. Yeah. I, I really, really respect him. He is awesome. Okay. Next question. Who, who is an underrated, the, 
Who's an underrated creator you love to watch? Um, yeah, so I would say James Janney. Um, he does like video essays um, similar to me, except he's way better than me. That's why I'm getting <laughs> bacon in the, him the under, underrated creator. Um, he doesn't post often. He like very inconsistent, but it's because he puts so much effort into his videos. They're like Netflix documentaries, um, but like even better, I think. Like he, I wouldn't say he's too underrated because he has like 1.1 million subscribers, so he's like relatively big, uh, or yeah, he's pretty big. But um, I think his content like is the best on YouTube from like a editing and storytelling perspective. Wow, really right. good. I'm yeah. gonna have to check him out. Yeah, you should. Um, and then the last question: uh, Who's someone whose content you would, who's someone whose content you aspire to be like? I'd say right now with Uncovering, I would do Wendover Productions. Okay. Um, Wendover Productions is a video essay channel, and they're probably like the best, I think, on YouTube. Um, it's like really inter- in, uh, interesting stuff. Um, it's not that their editing is really good because like their editing is like super basic, but mm-hmm. just like they tell a great story. They have great thumbnails, great titles, great like video concepts, mm-hmm. and that's what translates translates to views um so not that i'm like chasing after like their success but like i do think they have some really cool stuff on their channel cool yeah dang i'll have to watch them too yeah they're awesome very nice well that's all uh i got for you today cool Um, i did want to actually recommend one person to you yeah just because i had an interesting interaction with him this week okay there's a guy named Tejas Scholler. Do you know of him? Oh, yeah. You yeah. know of him? I know of him, yeah. Okay. Right. I've never met Tejas him. Tejas Scholler, I think, actually. I, I pronounced it wrong. Okay. And he was in Iowa this week. Oh, really? And I love his content. I yeah. think it's really cool. Like, he did the ice cream place in New York. Yeah. You know that guy. Yeah, you yeah. know everyone. I don't even know why I asked. Um, well, no, I, that's really cool. I could see you being super similar to him. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. you, you remind me a lot of him. Wow. Just, like, from what I've met you so far. That's yeah. a compliment. Thank yeah. you. Um, well, he was in Iowa, and he was like, yo, who's in Iowa City on his story? Just like you do with your little, uh, with your like application and stuff. Yeah. And I saw it, and I was like, oh, that's not that far. I'd drive there to meet that guy. He seems cool. Yeah. Like, I have nothing else to do. Yeah. So I DM'd him, and I was like, yo, I live in Wisconsin. I'll drive down and meet you. And uh, he was like all about it. He was like, yeah, sure. Like, really? Like, whatever. Uh, isn't that kind of far, though? And I was like, yeah, but like, who cares? Like, it's fun. And he was like, cool. I'll let you know, like, when I'm done with shooting tomorrow and stuff. Like, yeah. we'll figure it out. And it ended up, his shooting went on all day, and then the next day it all went on all. So he, he couldn't meet up or whatever. Okay. But uh, uh, he ended up DMing me today and was just like, yo, dude, I'm so sorry. It was so busy, but uh, uh, thanks for reaching out. And then I was like, yo, if you're ever around, hit me up. We'll, uh, we'll have to meet up or whatever. But I That's just thought awesome. it was, like, a really random, like, I just I always DM like when anyone posts anything on the thing because I'm like yeah, yeah let me give it a shot why not so yeah it was kind of cool though no it's but really good being like proactive about that and like just taking the initiative to like meet new people it's kind of like what you're doing with this podcast right here which is really cool yeah so that's yeah that's really cool that you do that Damn. yeah well thank you very much for coming on uh, do Thanks you want to me. plug any of your stuff um to my ten subscribers I'd say, <laughs> I'd say check out the Uncovering YouTube channel I don't know that's that's what I'm gonna go. Yeah, that's what I'm going to try really hard on for the next couple months here once I'm done with this long film. So, Uncovering YouTube channel. Just mm. search of Uncovering and you'll see it. Uncovering, he's got, obviously he has 10 YouTube channels, so follow any yeah. of the ones mentioned today. I probably even haven't named all of them. I definitely <laughs> didn't. I don't even remember the name of the finance one, so. Yeah, follow him yeah. on Instagram. Is it just Blake? Uh, Blake Schweitzer, my account name is bschweitz211. Mm. That's yeah. B-S-W- B-S-W-I-T-Z and then 211. Perfect. 
Um, yeah. Go check it out. When Watch Out comes out, I'm sure on Netflix later on this year when it wins an Oscar, <laughs> check that out too. Would uh, be pretty cool. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on, Blake. Thank you for having me. It was awesome. Cool. Yeah. Thank you again for hanging out with me and Blake today. I have linked all of his accounts below, so I would appreciate it if you gave him some love. You're in good company here. It's Griner and Company.